Welcome back to another episode of Sideline Sodas. Got another jam-packed show for you this week. Buccaneers named their starting quarterback. One of us on this podcast is quite happy. The other us is uh, mentally in shambles. <laughs> Jonathan Taylor update, or the Ursae Chronicles continue. Favorite segment, MLB Pitch Clock is back this week. Middle segment this week, we got a realignment snake draft of the teams that have not already declared to either be in the Big Ten, SEC, or Big 12. Second half, as you can tell if you're watching on YouTube, the theme this week is the University of Florida. Swamp Kings came out. We got to review that. We got our happy hour heroes and zeros. Got a lot to cover in this episode. Yeah. Tell them that story you're telling me. And now for our feature presentation. Starting off how we always start off at this point, Dame Watch Day 63. It continues. It may never happen. Um, it's never going to happen. It will one day. Yeah. It will one day. One day it will. Keep, keep telling yourself that. Yeah, and also... my great-grandkids, that was magic. Kyle Trask, will, Kyle Trask will start at some point, too. It's it's all going to come together for you. Yeah, we'll see in week four. Yeah, it's uh, that's yeah. that's your that's your guess. I was going to ask. For obviously the Buccaneers went ahead and named Baker Mayfield starting quarterback uh, for Week One. Does that stick? What do we think about the decision? And then also over under week for Kyle Trask replacing him. So I've had some, I've had some reflection. Yeah, because I have some. You know what? I did some reflecting on this as well. I think we'll have to go back and forth, take turns on this, because as you know, we have two Bucks fans on this podcast. <laughs> one one of them has been here for a while. The other one came with the signing of Baker Mayfield. I do. If they didn't know when they signed Baker Mayfield, it was a two for one signing in free agency. We got Luke Dewitt also on the. Uh, well, um, sure. But, but yeah, thinking about it, my first, you know, the gut instinct was. It was just, it, like I said last week, the whole thing was just a load of shit that they had a competition. You finally got to the point in that game when they took Trask out in the second preseason game. That was supposed to be Baker's time to go in. Don't put him in the game. It, it just showed right there the whole thing was a sham. There was no there was no competition. What was the point of pretending? Like That's what you do in college to try and pretend you're having a quarterback battle. Yes, yeah, so the guy doesn't hit the portal. Yeah, it, it was like almost, it to me felt like... The portal. Yeah, it, it kind of felt like that you didn't put Baker back in because, God forbid, Baker goes in there and starts playing like Baker Mayfield that we know and love. And then it really becomes, why aren't we starting Kyle Trask? But I, I'm really predicting right now, I'm going week four, Baker's going to play like Baker. And it is a lot easier to switch from Baker to Kyle, not Kyle, and then have to go back to Baker. Because right now, Todd Bowles is just, he's scrapping to keep that job together. He pulled the old the old football move. Oh, you know, it was Byron Leftwich last year. And we all know Todd Bowles is an idiot. Yeah, I mean, all We right. all know it was Todd Bowles. We're talking about the same guy who was the, one of the worst coaches of the New York Jets. I don't think he just yeah. knocked that out of his system. It's no, the Todd that, Bowles move. You. Throw, you know, throw Greg Williams under the bus. You know, hate on Dr. Heat. It's just, you know, it's a matter of time. Baker's going to fuck up. Whoa. All right. I'm, I'm here to lay the counterpoint. I have, I was, no, I didn't make a PowerPoint, but I've been thinking about it for a little bit. All right. I get it. I would say that, like, I'll give my prediction. I think that Baker will start 14 games this year. You think he makes it that long? No, that he'll finish those games, but I do think he'll get 14 starts. The reason being is you're saying right. 
I don't think that Trask is necessarily 100% ready. And I think that they're protecting him by bringing Baker in. I think it's okay. Like, we get it. We're not quite there yet, but he's going to be there. But here's my here's my other thought. I think Baker plays out of his mind. For He's going to play. He'll play 500 football. 500 football will keep his job. Like, we'll keep him a starter around there. Oh, yeah, keeps you in, that keeps you in first in the NFC South this year. Probably, probably right? I think the Falcons are going to be better than you think, but uh, not really. I can't really say that legitimately. But I do think that Baker is going to play 500 football. And okay. I think that 500 fo- football keeps your job. But week 14, they got, let's see what we got in Trask. We're done with this. Like, we're done with this. <laughs> we got we to gotta move on. But also, Baker's playing for his career. Like Baker is too big, probably too big of a name to be a backup. I mean, maybe not really. You never know. But it's like he's playing for his career. He's playing. You know, it'll be interesting. I'm actually excited. I think they fall. Yeah. I don't know who they have week one. Does anybody know? Minnesota. In Minnesota, yikes. And in case anyone was wondering, that that aunt also answered who the real Bucks fan was and who signed. Yeah, up yeah, yeah. No, I'm I'm yeah. that hundred percent. I, I think, I do think, obviously, clearly they think Baker's their better option because your number one job as an NFL coach making these decisions is to win football games. So if they thought Trask was the better option week one, they'd be going with Trask. Whether that's a good assessment or not is up for debate. Uh, I do think there, I, I do wonder what happens if you have a situation where Baker plays like Baker and then they try Trask and it turns out Trask isn't clearly an upgrade and they lose a couple games and they go like, could you end up in a situation where they're flip-flopping back and forth a couple times this season? I don't know if you leave Baker, if you go back because you can at least play Trask and go, this is, you know, this is like his rookie season in essence. Yeah. So you're just he, looking for, wasn't even on the first team, his rookie year. They basically red shirted him. Yeah. Last year was his first real year in the league. And he didn't even, he was a third stringer. I don't know why we even kept Mike Glenn in last year. I don't, or Blaine Gabbard, excuse me. I, I just don't know why we held on to him. Should have let Trask develop then. But now it's, yeah. this is like his first real time in the league. And he showed it in week two. I mean, he went 73%, 218 yards and a touchdown. Yeah. Granted, a couple yeah, just... being helped out by receivers either. I mean, that, I, don't know. I just think my only problem is, I would have liked to have seen a little more Baker Mayfield in preseason to really make the competition at least feel apples to apples. It felt like you were comparing oranges to apples. Right, but you also you also don't know what they're seeing every day in practice. Like the preseason games are obviously a part of it, but that's only one piece of the puzzle. These guys are out there watching these guys throw every day and you get, you know, you just get bits and pieces of that. The coaches see every snap, every throw. So and normally, and normally I would agree with that, but we're talking about Todd Bowles. We are talking about Todd Bowles. Yeah, I don't know if he's seeing it. Ac- I don't know if he's drawing the right conclusions from what he's seeing, but, he but he's has seeing it. Seeing it. He has he's seeing, seeing it. something. Really good he's point. Seeing something, whether he's right about what he's seeing is anyone's guess with Todd Bowles. Normally he's wrong. Send the blitz. Just send the blitz. Yeah. Other mm-hmm. other piece of NFL news. Uh, Jonathan Taylor. The Colts have said they'll let him seek a trade. Finally, uh, Jim Ursay has seen since I'm not saying I had anything to do with it, but I'm not saying I didn't have anything to do with it, but it'll be definitely interesting to see how that all shakes out. Obviously a lot to sort out Jonathan Taylor. The main reason for this trade is he wants a new contract. So whoever was trading for him theoretically would have to provide that. And then also what, I don't know what value the Colts are going to seek in return. You got to think it's, I mean, you got to think you're going to want a first round pick, at least one. Right. But that hasn't happened for a running back in years and years now. True. So what's the package? Don't, without players, let's just say all the players are the same like value. So like one, two players, whatever. We don't have to name names. Like what's the package for him? What's fair? What is, hey, all right, both people want to say. I don't know. Well, I don't. I think the issue, the reason the Colts didn't want to allow this to happen in the first place is there's not really a scenario uh, where they come out ahead in this. Uh, They're not willing to pay him. I don't, you know, he's not playing under this contract. They don't have a ton of leverage. 
I do think that the other thing that has to be considered in the whole trade talk is like he's getting traded with the expectation he's signing a long term deal. Right. Like that's part now, of and trade. Like look, that is that is part of it. And I think maybe he takes for the right situation, maybe he plays on the one year deal if it's the right situation. I think part of this is the way the Colts as an organization treated him, the way especially Ursay, some of the comments he made. I think part of it is that's part the reason he wanted the trade i don't think he's going to play on a one-year deal for the colts i wouldn't rule out that he's willing to do it somewhere else if he thinks hey i'm running behind you know i have a situation where this is a really good offensive line good offense i'm gonna get to be a part of i'm gonna get to put up really good numbers and someone will take me you know and then the next deal deal. out in free agency uh, yeah I'll, i'll get my value i think the dalvin cook signing for the jets helps this whole situation just in terms of like Dalvin's only playing on a year deal too. Right. Absolutely. And that's the yeah. thing. Like it's... help the market for that's gonna help Jonathan like the market to do that with Jonathan Taylor, I think. And Saquon. Saquon too. Yeah. What about a crazy I don't know, I think it's this will never happen, but what about a crazy uh situation here? A Josh Jacobs for Jonathan Taylor swap. That would be crazy. But they both want the same thing, right? Long term right, deals. Yeah, I don't... The barrier is no, wouldn't that just be so funny though? Just here's what the here's guys what. on the franchise tag one year deal. Your but goal. I don't see. I don't think Taylor goes for that because that's not. Well, like what if you one... got a long term? What if you had a long term deal in Las Vegas? He would go for that. Well, what if it's so two you're... owners that go? I don't really like my running back. Let's just flop him for another guy. But and then trade. But then they both get deals. That's the problem. They both well, they deals. have to get deals. The issue is, well. It wouldn't that would just I love it, Kyle. I love it. I mean it'd be hysterical. But I'm just, just playing don't... Madden GM. <laughs> I know yeah, that, but the... that was so funny. Yeah, but like it seems like Jonathan Taylor will not play for the Colts on a one year deal. No. no. No way. So here's my scenario. What if the new commander's owner goes, All right, I want to make a splash and I want to give everyone something to believe in, just trades the house for him. And pays and gives him a long term deal, brings him to DC. I don't think that that's that crazy. Look, it's not going to be wild. It's it's not going to happen. But like, I don't know. Do they I mean, support Hainsworth here? I know that's old regime, but they did do that. It could it did happen. <laughs> it could happen because that is a team that doesn't have much money tied up in the quarterback position. Zero. Yeah, you have, yeah, you have Sam Hartman. I mean, it's Zero. no resources tied up in that position. Uh, you want to make it a success, you need to surround them with skill players. Uh, obviously, a strong run game. Nothing better for a young quarterback than a strong run game, and it would get fans excited. I, I don't think it's the craziest thing in the world. I think it's not going to happen, but I thought I it do. was kind of a fun idea. I think another crazy thing, and I kind of like because. Obviously, huge Wisconsin fan, huge Eagles fan. I had um, no idea. <laughs> yeah, I don't but, think anyone listening to this podcast had any idea of that. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm not biased at all. I don't know how you'd be able to tell, but a contend, a situation where a contender like the Eagles or you know some other contender goes, you know what, we're going all in on this year. We're gonna push, you know, put our cards. We're gonna make the trade for the Colts. I think that's maybe a situation where Taylor's willing to play on a one-year deal because he knows, hey, I'm going to put up numbers in this offense and have a chance at a Super Bowl ring. I think if that then, anywhere, that's got to be Buffalo. Maybe. But Buffalo doesn't – they have not had a good run game. True, but doesn't – he – I want to say that Jonathan Taylor absolutely elevates your run game. I mean, and then yeah. also defenses, what do you do? Like, what, what are you supposed to do against that offense at that point? Yeah, I mean, I do think the Eagles, I don't think it'll happen. It is interesting because if you go, okay, we got, you know, Jason Kelsey, probably his last year, Brandon Graham, one of his last years. You've got a core of, you know, real contributors who are getting up there. Um, Can you imagine you're trying to – you send out defense on the field and the other team on offense has Jalen Hurts with Jonathan Taylor standing next to him in the backfield – and then you also have Devontae Smith, yeah, Brown. Like, that, what are you? And just like that, you know, this is a recall from uh, other weeks on the podcast. 
Luke's mic goes out again. Yep. Luke's mic. Luke, your mic has died. Uh, is it much. better now? Up there. Yeah, you're back. Yeah, sorry about that. I said that's Kyle playing Madden GM again. Right. Oh, I know it is. It's total Madden GM, but it's fun it's to fun. think about, and they should do it because it would make me happy, and I would buy a Kelly Green jersey with his name on it. Yeah. Gold. The only problem is that according to Henry, the only thing that Jonathan Taylor is worth is probably, you know, Jim Brown's ghost and ten billion dollars. Yeah, that is the problem. I mean, look, I had a whale kill. <laughs> you did have a whale I, kill. We're gonna get investigated for I know. I was like, when I saw that news, I was like, oh no, because I, I didn't say it on the podcast, but I had texted in the group chat yeah. when the story about Jim <laughs> say spending his money on. Yeah, don't incriminate way. yourself. <laughs> it's just... That's our job to incriminate you, not the other way yeah. around. Yeah. We were gonna tell it. <laughs> Actually, no, go ahead. It's like it's like the husband who goes after a wife gets murdered and he goes, Hey, whatever you need, I'm here to help. It's like okay, I'm, I'm fully cooperative with this investigation. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, of course. Obviously, very, very sad that the whale died. Um, yeah, for those yeah. who wonder, Henry did text in yeah. our group chat saying, "I will kill this whale." This is yes, and it went MIA for a few days. So, <laughs> yeah, he did. He did disappear for a couple days when you mentioned. Pop back up in the group chat with, "Hey, he was dead." <laughs> I, I did see Henry's uh, Henry's guy on Snapchat on the Snap Maps in the West Coast, Orlando. What is he doing there? Yeah, you don't you don't even know you don't even know where well you don't even know where this whale was. Henry's Snapchat story was a gun that said "about to get this." <laughs> Look, I was I was at work. Uh, I have, oh yeah, I have, sure. I have an alibi. Ah, I was at work. Yeah. Airtight alibi. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I I was not in. Oh, I, trust me, I was at work. I would. I wish I wasn't, but I was at work. <laughs> but didn't we establish last week that the weather was fake? <laughs> I don't think we did. Hmm. Hmm. Just more I don't questions. Think we did. Oh, we didn't establish that. <laughs> you want to elaborate on the weather being fake? It isn't. If it was mm, more questions, if, if the we- more questions. If we could control the weather, it would not have been 105 degrees here in Kansas for the past five straight days. Mm. <laughs> Fuck that! This is awful. Yeah, it's been it's been awful. Oh god, that sounds terrible. Yeah, horrible. But it'll be interesting to see how the Jonathan Taylor trade shakes trade. out. Yeah. Um, I don't know. We'll trade him. It's going to be a mess, but it sounds like it's headed that way. Just they said he could seek a trade. Someone's got a bite. It's one of the – probably the talking top three running back in the league easily. Yeah. I don't think there's any debate. It's the top three. Jacobs. It's Jacobs, Derek Henry, uh, Jonathan Taylor. Saquon maybe? Yeah, Saquon. Those are the top three. And I think JT. Hey, Nick Chubb. Not. What are we doing? What are we doing? Nick Chubb. What are we doing? Get out of here with that. He's not top three. Taylor and Derek Nick Henry Chubb? are on a different level than any of the others. Hasn't Nick Chubb been like a thousand yard rusher the last three years? Nick Chubb's good. He's, He's not top three. And he squats like 11 million pounds. Have you seen those videos? Those videos are absolutely insane anytime someone picks up that much weight that the bar is like when you have the bands on there to hold the weights on and the bar is bending over your back yeah it's it's just like cool honestly maybe we should start a business where we have really like the bendy bars so running back really sweet off-season videos might be just the bars bending the bars just have a little gift to them or anyone can like i can put 245s on uh, yeah just make yourself look sweet at the gym well, it's yeah. I mean, I think well, they already make this plan. They make the fake weights, so you just put like you get the bend. The next stretch is the bendy bar, because then you just have a there couple real weights, bunch of fake weights on there. The bendy bar, you know, you're going. The bar's bouncing, and people, people are like, "This dude's an animal." Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, the dude is a beast. It's a good top three, though. All right, I think, uh, I think we need to pick. Some conference champions winner for college football as week zero comes yep. comes crashing down in the best possible way that a crash can happen. 
if that exists. Um, yeah, solid. Let's start, start start with with? That. Let's start with the SEC. All right. All right, SEC, the odds-on favorite, Georgia. No surprise there. Yeah, All right. I got I got, I got, I got Georgia to win the SEC. I don't. All right. I got to keep track of all of it. Give me one time. Oh, what about you? Bama. Bama? Yeah, that would be my second guess. I don't talk about those guys from Georgia. LSU's a <laughs> sneaky one. <laughs> and then, hey, Graham Mertz. Hi, Mertz. If we're talking about dogs, then I'm Michael Vick. Oof. Woof. <laughs> I, need, I need that as an Instagram caption from a team that beats Georgia this year. Pretty hard. It's pretty <laughs> like, hard. About a team like, I need in mine. Yeah, I need like whatever quarterback of the Twitter. team beats Georgia this year. That needs to be an Instagram caption. Uh, I actually, run. it's go ahead. Go ahead. It's better with Kyle, like Kyle's picture. Rowdy reptile or something. <laughs> it's just me at like yeah. Yeah. I have... It's just me standing against like a cinder block wall. Like yeah. lights are on no one's home. Yeah, the TikTok lights, just the red district. <laughs> this says we talking about dogs, then I'm Mike Vic. That's Vic yeah. And then we'll throw in Luke's hashtag wolf. Hashtag wolf. That also will go in our book of ways to get canceled 101. Yeah, we're working on that book. It'll be a bestseller. Uh, I also have Alabama. Moving on to the Pac-12. Henry? This is a tough one. Pac-12 is going to be really fun this year. Last year, the Pac-12. I'm going to take an upset pick here. Give me Oregon State. They had a good year last year, bringing most of their production back. I think USC, obviously, is most people's pick for favorite. I think there's some regret. They did not have a good defense last year. They pretty much got by on some turnover luck. I think there's some regression to the mean. Obviously, Caleb Williams, great player. You typically don't see back-to-back Heismans. I think it goes a little – I think the defense isn't able to do enough to help out. I think Oregon State gets them. Kyle Johnson. I like Utah. That's my pick, too. I like Utah, and I think <laughs> I think they'll have one loss this year, and I think it's going to come week one. <laughs> okay. I, All right. I think Utah, just because every year it feels like Utah is always close and it's always some crap, but especially with all the conference realignment stuff, like if there's ever a year for a team to just come out of nowhere and just be just be dominant, I think it's Utah. I do think you said the right things. I think that conference is going to be so fun to watch. Oh, it's it's an it's a real shame that it's getting broken apart. It's unfortunate that the SEC and Big 12 made the Big 10 do this. Yes. But it's it's cuz this is going to be a very fun year for it. It, it but, honestly feels this year like every game means more like it feels like this last round of the Pac-12. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Whoever wins, it's kind of, you know, like winner take all. Yeah, you know? right. And this, we, this feels like the ultimate prize to play for if you're not playing right. for the championship. And we've ever. talked we've talked about it a little before, but a lot USC, Utah, they won it last year. Washington, Oregon, Oregon State, Washington State's, I don't think they're there to win a conference yet, but they're they're a pretty solid program now. They're on the come up. Like there's a lot of really good football teams in this in that conference this year. Yeah. Yeah. My pick, yeah. It, it should be really fun to watch. I will be watching Pac-12 after dark this year. Oh, I love Pac-12 after dark. It's a great time. All right, moving on to the Big 10. Mm. Big 10. It's rocking a hard year. place. Yeah, I mean, it's tough. Fourth best odds currently at your team. What? Yeah, I don't think it's the Badgers this year. (laughs) As much as I want it to be, I think the Badgers win the West this year. I think Ohio State wins the conference, though. Ohio State. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. As a Wisconsin super fan, you know, the only one to take jump around in our traditions draft. Oh, Jesus. I'm yeah. going to go with University of Wisconsin to win the whole thing. You're just doing this to jinx me. <laughs> yeah. Fucking asshole. Wisconsin. I'm a Wisconsin super fan. I, I can just go to draft off my favorite traditions. You know, jump around, Bucky's push-ups, all my favorite. I'm yeah. a Wisconsin yeah. super fan over here. I'm going to pick Michigan 
I think the hardball suspension is only going to light a fire under them. I think they're going to be good. I think Blake Corum is one of the best, probably, probably one of the best five players in the country. Yeah. Um, behind Graham Yes, obviously behind. I don't, I don't even. Corum's great. I don't think he's even the best running back in the Big Ten. Who's the best running back in the Big Ten? I think it should be Braylon Allen this year. Yeah. I don't know. I think Blake Corum's due, though. This is a put-up for shot. He got hurt last year. He couldn't help him in the playoff. Like, I think it's a ginormous put-up or shut-up year for him. Oh, no, he's a great he's a great running back. I'm not, like, nothing against Blake Corum. I oh, just yeah, think yeah, yeah, I know that. The physical tools Braylon Allen has, I think the new offense is going to – I mean, you look at the numbers he was putting up, running into seven, eight-man, you know, boxes every play pretty much. Outside of the service academies – was no offense faced seven faced stacked boxes more than Wisconsin did last season. And Braylon Allen still put up big numbers. If he can stay healthy, he also had some injury problems. They're going to space it out a little more, give him a little more room to operate and try to get him involved in the passing game. I think he's going to have a big, big year. Huge year. The boys in red. Whoops. All right. Uh, The big 12. Texas is the favorite. Henry. Big 12's tough. Like, it's it's a tough one to predict. Texas, the favorite. I'll believe it when I see it from them. Archie Manning, game maybe four that he's starting. They just can't keep him on the bench. But uh, you know what? I'll get out of the way. Oklahoma. I got Oklahoma winning this one. Little bounce back year for him. Little bounce back, but also the last year that they're going to get a chance. The SEC, they're leaving. Texas is leaving. Like, good opportunity to get one up and go okay and yep. with all the teams joining too like it'd be big to roll into next year as a conference champion i think it would recruiting dark horse, dark horse i'm going baylor wow kyle your parlay is going to be plus like a top ten thousand. <laughs> you know what i'll go i'll go a fun one here too give me give me k-state Right. That was the other one I was thinking. And honestly, it came down to, I was like, do I like green or purple? I like that. (laughs) Ask the important questions. Vibes. Straight on vibes. Ask the important freaking questions. All right. But also, Texas is definitely back for real this time. Totally Texas is back. Totally back. They're so back. All the way back. So good. They're going to be so good. Just pictured. It's like the third week in September. We all just picked. Said, is all... Texas all the way back? All the way back. And then they lose oh. to an unranked team. We all picked against them. <laughs> and it's, nope, Texas is not back. The good news for Texas is they don't have Maryland on the schedule this year. That was you can normally pencil <laughs> that in as a non-con. Two years in a row. <laughs> yeah, that's tough. That's tough. All right, ACC. Whoever wants to go, my my pick. I'm... I got a very sleeper pick for the ACC. I like All Clemson right. bounce back. Clemson? All right. Give me – it is tough. Give me – I don't – it is – it's a very tough one. I can see Clemson doing it. I don't want him to do it. Give me – off. I'm going to buy into the hype a little. Oh, no. Give, give me oh, Florida State. Oh, no. I think Florida State, I think they're going to have a good year. I think, you know, non-con, I think they take care of business. You know, they're going to roll roll through that non-conference schedule. Maybe There's... not. Maybe they drop one to LSU. I think that's a close one. I can see them losing that one. I don't see them losing two games to SEC teams this year. You know what you're doing. I know exactly what you I'm know doing. What you you I mean, take those words, and every one of them was a dagger. You meant every word of that. <laughs> I, uh, I will be picking to win the ACC this year. I think that quarterback, that Riley kid's a stud. I think sleeper. I don't know. Everyone had a fun one. Mine were all kind of too serious, so Duke's my pick. They're also plus 4,000. That would be so cool. That would be so cool. No, Duke Duke winning in anything is never cool. I mean, right, yeah. 
I'm starting. I used to love Duke basketball, but I'm starting to understand why so many people don't like it. Like, I get it. I do get it. It's like, okay. What electric time we had in Luke's jersey closet. We had Lakers jerseys, <laughs> Duke basketball, Yankees jerseys. Yeah. Uh, that's very typical people, for He fans. was almost Thanos with the Infinity Rings. And then he tried fitting Baker Mayfield into the Infinity Gauntlet, and it just didn't fit. He realized it was a square fitting into a circle. It did not. Fit. I almost let that Duke jersey on fire. Was it Zion? Yeah. It was disgusting. Just that was the most disgusting thing in that entire house. No, and you guys had a rat problem. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no, no. That house is gross. Had a bunch of little Coach K's running around in the basement. <laughs> Uh, our picks for conference champions. Do we? Are we just doing? We're just doing power. We're not talking about the Mac. No, we're not not talking about the Mac. All right, everyone can pick a fun conference and pick one champion. I'm not doing all of them. It's ridiculous. We're not counting Toledo. Yeah, it's Toledo. Both of you want Toledo? Yeah, give me Toledo. You know what? The whole podcast. We're rooting for Toledo. Toledo podcast. Toledo podcast. I like it. All right. Now, on to our favorite segment, which will take a different form this week, as we have, I would call it the first edition of a State of the Union here on Sideline Sodas. Um, Kyle Johnson will be talking for the 30-second pitch clock. So with that being oh, wow. We got a monologue. With that being said, Kyle, let me cue up this timer for the first yours. All right. Three, two, one. To my fellow Americans, over 18-year-old adults, Tampa Bay Rays Nation, and just non-sick fucks everywhere, I'd like to disavow the acts of Wander Franco, former slash current slash on probation Tampa Bay Rays shortstop. I disavow all 17 home runs, 58 RBIs, his 281 batting average, and 42 at bats. This time. Time. Ladies and gentlemen, this is pitch clock. <laughs> there you have it. Uh, we are a bold, a bold stance from Kyle Johnson. If we don't stand for something, we stand for nothing. That is wow. That is correct. That was wise, better. wise beyond your years. That was better than I've ever, I mean, could have ever have imagined it. That was wise beyond. We're going to send it over to ourselves for a little snake draft action for the teams that are left. All those unfortunate guys that didn't get a conference in 2024. All right, so we got a bit of a fun snake draft today. Um, Obviously, a lot has happened in college football realignment. Uh, The SEC added Oklahoma and Texas and then some, you know, forced the Big Ten and the Big 12 to act. And really the Big 12, you know, it's the Big Ten did not want to ruin the Pac-12. It just worked out that way for us. <laughs> Completely their fault. So of the three conferences that have been adding teams, you got SEC, Big Ten, Big 12. Teams that are not already in those conferences or going to be in those conferences in the next year or so, we're drafting the best of what's left. So that includes ACC teams. I really hope it doesn't dissolve, but that's been speculated on. Yeah. And so for the sake of this, what are the four teams of what's left that you would really want to see in just the best overall? It's not specific to one conference. Love it. Free agency. Love it. Yeah. We're just yep. best. We're just drafting the best free agents. Yep. Um, All right. We're going to go. Let's go. Luke. Me, Kyle. Ooh, a new order. Yeah. I, mean, I think th- I, It'll be interesting to see if you guys feel the same way, but my one one is Clemson for sure. Yep, that's what I was going to take. I was like, I don't know. Uh, I think that, that is probably the most valuable team in in uh, in the ACC from the. I mean, at least from the last you know couple of years. That's, yeah, if, I think there's one one. Personally, I think that's a bit of recency bias. Percent, but I mean, if they're not winning, it's a small school in the middle of nowhere. So if they stop winning, they kind of become useless. And they've been on a downward swing the last couple of years. I'm going with kind of of the biggest brand of what's left. Uh, 
you know, I would love to see them in the Big Ten someday. It's Notre Dame. Oh. I, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, I don't know. I, there's no argument. There's no yeah. way to find an argument with that. It's a great pick. I'll go with my pick. I, uh, I'll i go with what's left. I'd like to see the U. Oh. Miami. The U in the SEC would be something. Yeah, uh, you know, I'd like that. Just, you know, it seems like out of the teams, one day when the U is finally back, if they're ever back, it'll be big-time football again. Yeah. So I think that would just be cool, whether or not they join the SEC or they just join our hypothetical conference that we're making right now. I think that would be cool. And then I'll throw it over to uh, Pac-12. I don't know if this one's been confirmed yet, so if I'm wrong here, someone veto me. Utah. Yeah, they're in the Big 12. You're yeah, in Big 12? Uh, yep. All right, then I'll go with my other one, UNC. All right. Good one. It's a good one. UNC football's been on the swing. I'm going with, you know, UNC was one I wanted. That was going to be my great pick. For my second pick, got to go. You know, you get this team, you own Florida, pretty much. Oh, jeez. It is presented by Cutter Airways. It is Florida <laughs> State University. Oh, shit. Uh, free Shoes University, my favorite. Oh, jeez. My number two pick, I think that this particular team adds a lot of fun. They play fast. They got a dope mascot, Oregon State. Yeah, I thought yeah. about that. I think I would definitely want Oregon State. And then my next team, I'm a little torn between this one. Ah, geez. I feel like for the graphic that I'm thinking of, I could really ruin it here. But I'm going to take Virginia Tech. Ah, that's a good one. I would love to see them in the Big 12. Definitely. That Pitt, Pitt, West Virginia, Virginia Tech kind of triangle of hate. I was I thinking think. about, I was in between like three teams there, but Virginia Tech is probably going to look the best on the graphic. So, Virginia Tech. <laughs> yeah, I like it. Give me ooh, there's a there's a tough spot. I will go with I might go out west, go with Washington State. Wow. I think that's a program that's moving on the rise. Fun team. Fun. Investment. You know, you had I think it's on the rise. Obviously they you know have had some fun offenses over the years. It's a very passionate fan base. I love Washington State. Uh-huh. I'm doubling up on ACC. Both of these, I just, you know, Vanderbilt needs some friends to join the party, right? We Please. need some other people just to get the shit kicked out of them week by week. Give me NC State. And a fun one, America's a better place when Duke loses. Doesn't matter the sport. I knew you were going to pick Duke. <laughs> See, I wanted to cast them off to the wilderness. I knew that was coming. America just is a better place. It doesn't matter to the sport when Duke is losing. <laughs> and Duke playing Alabama Dude. in week two of a football oh, gee, season yeah. and losing 84 nothing. It's good for America. You could run on that platform and you could probably get elected to some political office somewhere. This one, you know, might want to mix it up. Maybe was thinking maybe go Ivy League. But I was like, why do that when I can get a state school? that likes to pretend it's an Ivy League school, but really is just mm-hmm. another state school in Virginia. It's yep. the UVA Cavaliers. Wow. I thought about that one. I looked at it, but I don't know. My last one is kind of boring, but I think the colors would look great. Uh, Wake Forest. Yeah. It'd be a they fun run team. a really cool offense. Demon really D. cool offense. Well, Sam Hartman now plays for Notre Dame. So no, yep. Like this year. That's a joke. Sorry. <laughs> what? No, they do. Their their offenses. No one's been able to the with the long mesh point points. on the play action. No one's really been able to figure it out. The system they they're running. Up. Well, that was our perfect conference makeup of the leftovers. Any honorable mentions before we? Boise. Boise State. Yeah. Strictly off uniforms. Uh, and North Dakota. If we're doing the North uniform- Dakota State. I was going to say UAB, maybe all of that green, uh, USF, sorry, not USF, UCF, 
They're going to the Big 12. 12. They are going to the Big 12. Yeah. Oh, I'm glad I didn't use it in my thing. <laughs> I was hoping you would. Yeah, right. right. Hawaii. Yes, Rainbow Warriors. I'd love just to see Alabama flying out and playing in Hawaii. Oh, th- th- yeah. We could help Alabama out and just put the Citadel in the SEC. Yeah, that'd be great. I mean, they play them every year anyway. I wonder what that's a conference about. game it means more. It does yeah, yeah. The Citadel gets to travel around the SEC and get their teeth kicked. <laughs> they, that's what they do anyway. Alabama's so in gotta, trouble. You got to get your no- touchdown. You got to get your November cupcake in in the SEC. Or Too Alabama to- likes to have their first six weeks be cupcakes. Uh, yeah, they just they can't uh, play. They can't make it through nine conference games. It just means less total conference games because can't handle the grind of a nine-game Big Ten schedule. And with that, we close out this segment. We'll see you guys for Happy Hour Heroes and Zeros and our review of Swamp Kings. Ar- arguably one of the greatest documentaries ever made, Swamp Kings. Ladies and gentlemen, the greatest documentary of the next 500 years, I would say so. There's nothing that could top it. Netflix, you know, done yourself, untold, the producers, the whole nine. Yes, there was some urban buffing. Yes, there were lots of stories about crazy stuff that didn't happen. However, go Gators. Go Gators now. Go Gators tomorrow. Go Gators forever. Ladies and gentlemen, Swamp Kings is out. Yeah. Boys. Now, when we talk about documentaries we talk about one of the most what do we think let's just rate it let's just do some ratings have, everyone hasn't finished it we're not all I, I have like 20 minutes left well we're all I'm through the first two episodes we've far, all seen you're far enough through to know like, yeah okay i know how this ends yeah oh well, i mean what are we what thinking? yeah i mean i've i lived know it. yeah i lived it so yeah. yeah i don't i didn't remember some of the the 2009 game or 2008 game some of them I yeah. some blanked on, but what do we think? We'll rate it out of five kegs. Oh, it's how many? No, it's how many sodas does it take? Soda. Yeah. Damn it! And how many sodas you drink it takes to watch the show? And you want it to be lower? It's like golf out of 10. yeah, out of ten, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, four pack. Did you say twenty four? Yeah, out of twenty four. Oh yeah, twenty four pack. Case. That's right. Out of a case. Out of a case. Refreshing our system here. Yeah, well, it's been a while. Has been um, a while. Kyle, why don't you lead off? Zero. 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 Absolutely zero. It's so two. funny to say zero. <laughs> I'm gonna go with two. All right, I don't hate it. I thought it thought it was really good. There's just a couple things. There does some things very well. There's some stuff it doesn't do well. Uh I have written down in my notes. Tebow is the first. Le- was the first MJ. I'm back. <laughs> I was the lecturer. When he was on, uh, on the podium, he yeah. was like, oh, by the way, I'm coming back. <laughs> was it's, ridiculous. it's fascinating listening to the interviews of Tebow now talking about it because like he very clearly had that kind of dog mentality and that's coming through and he's describing this and he's getting into it. But the entire time he's talking in like this youth pastor voice. Yeah. Well, like that's, that's like good. you expect like the next thing out of his mouth to be like, you know, like Jesus loves you or something. <laughs> but he's talking about pretty much just being an ins- – I mean, you got to be a little insane to, com- to continue at that level. He's absolutely insane. Yeah, he's got yeah. that dog in him. I mean, he is married to Miss Universe. Yep. Yeah. Can't do much better. That's pretty, that's pretty incredible. Yeah, uh, this whole time in the back of my mind when they're like when they made that joke about like when uh spikes is like yeah like showing off like the naked girls to him yeah, and she's like true. come on man like it's how much funnier is it knowing that probably sitting there somewhere else in his house with him is miss universe yeah, right. like he's yeah. like pick a poke at fun at him and he's yeah, like, yeah i, I wow. think i think tebow did just fine tebow's a g I've written down here percy harvin was an absolute problem in college Right. Percy Harvin. Percy Harvin was a problem. Well, and that Percy Harvin was awesome. One of the things that's missing is, I think it was Percy Harvin. Apparently, like 
pretty much choked out the wide receivers coach at one point. Yep. And they just don't they just don't cover that at all. Yeah. I feel like that was something that should have been covered. There was a because... couple of things. The Cam Newton saga, I was kind of pissed that I didn't get shown. I was kind of looking forward to that. I'm kind of glad we didn't cover that. Just not even in a Florida. That is. Just I'm glad that we didn't cover it because it's, you know what I mean? It's it's so it. relevant to the success of the team. I get it. Yeah. It's, it's a crazy just... story that, yes, like Cam Newton was on campus and was a part of this team. Yeah. yeah. But at the same time, like Cam Newton was as irrelevant as it comes to the success of this team. Oh, yeah. That's kind of like that's kind of like a fun trivia question. Fun fact. I, yeah. I agree. But the other stuff like Aaron Hernandez getting into a bar fight and Tim Tebow taking the blame for it. Just the entire existence of the Pouncey twins. Oh, um, that needs to be on there. The Pouncey because twins. the whole fascination with Florida is they were the best team in college football. And I mean, it was, it was kind, of crazy. A, kind of a shit show internally. Yeah, they didn't at one point they say they were the most miserable undefeated team of undefeated team of all time or something. Like you just like was not and you just, around here. You just have all these you have guys who can't stay out of trouble. You got, you know, Tim Tebow on the other hand, who is, you know, like all you know, like just good dude. Yeah. You know, very, very More. by the like homeschool, very by the book kind of Christian dude, and then you got the Hernan- Hernandez, the Pounceys. You got Percy Harvin choking a coach out, like and that. then the ringleader of it all is Urban Meyer, who, you know, obviously after the fact turns out pretty big scumbag himself. Yeah, alleged. Like- we don't know where that finger went. <laughs> <laughs> that is, I think we can infer where that finger went. I think from that finger went. Also, uh, free if you are looking for just free advice, Halloween's a couple months away. You know your girlfriend's going to make you do a couple's costume of some sort. There's a couple's costume. Urban Meyer and Random Blonde Chick at a bar. It is. It plays every year. I hate to say it. It plays every year. It plays every year. Real easy. Don't need to spend a lot of money on the costume. Oh, costumes. It says ex-football coach, hot blonde. Yeah. <laughs> What are you? Urban. 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 That's it. Of urban. Um, yeah. I my only thing is I wish they had kind of gone a little more broad. Like I was hoping they were gonna stick with the original title that was the swamps of Florida. Just because let's just talk about the list of people that were on the University of Florida campus in oh, the year 2007 alone. Dan Bilzerian, Tim Tebow, Ryan Lochte, Billy Horschel, pro golfer. Cam Newton, Joe Kim Noah, Aaron Hernandez, Riley Cooper, Al Horford, Corey Brewer, Percy Harvin, Billy Donovan, Urban Meyer, the Pouncey Twins, Brandon Spikes, Matt Laporta, Laura Rutledge. Holy shit. Yeah, that's... That's just the year 2007. Yeah. Me and Luke have talked about this before, but can you imagine being... At the University of Florida, a freshman in the year 2006, and then going through 2010. Oh, my God. Oh, it would have been the most unbelievable time. Two national championships in basketball, two national championships in football. They went anything else, like anything else, little? Besides just being around, like, what goes on to be some of the greatest athletes, like, in college sports, like Ryan Lochte. Yeah. I mean, no. just yeah, the amount of yeah. and, That's well, crazy. and then Dan Bilzerian just somehow fits in. Yeah, it's what does that dude even do? Sells vapes. Yeah, I don't, I don't is really. that what he does now? Yeah, like, other than that, I think it seems a, like he sells vapes and it probably podcasts like white collar crime. He does look like a white collar crime guy. I think he yeah. pays women to have sex with him and does a podcast. Yeah, we just do a podcast. We don't. We're locked in on the podcast for now. You get in front of that right now. Yeah, for now. Yeah, I. (laughs) Maybe that'll be the poll this week. (laughs) Who on the podcast is most likely to commit white collar crime? Yikes! Yikes. (laughs) So Swamp Kings, Swamp Swamp Kings, Swamp Kings is absolutely electric. If you haven't seen it, go see it. And I'll just wrap it up with 
Yes, please. As a lifelong like Florida fan and now Florida alum, it is the nostalgia, like watching it and looking at things going like, I remember where I was watching this. Like I remember yeah, what that's, I was doing during that's, this. That's, like yeah. and it, it, I think if anything, it is now the hot seat is turned up in Gainesville because the nostalgia for all of these Gator fans has been brought up of what the expectation for the program is. Yeah. I, and as a non-Gator fan, I think it's very good. I take a couple, you know, not perfect. Obviously the trade-off for getting so much access to urban Meyer is you're going to have to launder his reputation a little. So I understand why they had to make those decisions. Could have done without Finnebaum's involvement. I will give it to him. He's very talented. Yeah. I don't, you know, I don't, it must be hard to speak so clearly while deep throating the SEC constantly. He is, he is kind of irritating at this point. Multitasking is, it's come quite far. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it's, it's awesome. They do a really good job capturing just the chaos and excitement of it. Like I had goosebumps. I have no real connection to Florida. I don't, you know, obviously I'll be rooting for Graham Mertz this year, but other than that. But I had no no connection to those teams, and I I I was getting goosebumps watching it. Yeah. Other than that, Henry used to love running around in middle school whenever Florida would lose. He Henry was a big fan of the Tebow crying. Yeah, I was a hater. I was I was a hater from a young age. I believe it. Henry's Henry. been a troll since he's eight years old. Yeah. Henry's like, ah, he's fucking crying. <laughs> Henry would go and just pull it up and put it on the computers, just leave it there. Oh, <laughs> like the yeah, background. That's Kyle off. <laughs> off a ball. Um, Don't talk point. about Tim like that. <laughs> Kyle's just, Kyle's doing his best impression of Tebow crying. Oh, yes. <laughs> uh, all right. Happy hour, heroes and zeros. Anyone want to start? Luke, why don't you start us off? Yeah. Um, my happy hour hero is just the Florida Gators. In Good general, one. but more specifically, the how like I think that in today this is kind of sappy, but in today's day and age, like we kind of have moved past to like looking always looking what who's coming next. But those videos are the cool like and how like they're kind of in shitty quality. Mm-hmm. There's something about that watching that today that I was like that wasn't that long ago. Like, but man, that was so like I I absolutely remember Tebow winning it in 2008. Like, absolutely remember it. Yeah. That was Even... like, and how just electric college football and the BCS was. Oh, my God. Like, I'm not – like, I love the playoff. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying let's go back. But, man, the BCS was wild. Yeah. Well, it even great, dude. It was great. The old, like, really crystal was. football trophy. Yeah. And, like, not to go back on Swamp Kings, but, like, when he – uh, he carries in the crystal football like a baby. Urban, like, got it, like – all the way in there, like, refuses to let anyone get close to it. That trophy's so much better than the trophy they have now. Um, yeah, and the trophy they have now isn't bad. I, it's but, just, the crystal ball is just so iconic, man. Well, and yeah, it's just, it's amazing because it looks so long ago. The big thing that stuck out to me is just, just, like, how different the helmets look. Oh, yeah, the technology in the game is When crazy. they got to 2009... And they finally had the the Revo helmets with the slits yeah. going. Yeah, yeah. Almost I'm like this AAA fourteen. It's the only helmet you would put on. Yeah, that My and God. like you could slowly see the cleats get better. It was horrible when they first started that show. He back then everything there was no cool looking cleats. No, hell no. Even like, but like that that last the oh nine year, their jerseys started to get like a little bit more like fitted. They weren't nearly as like loose and baggy. But anyways, yeah, the Gators, that was cool. They just, so I guess, the Gators slash nostalgia. Because that's what that was. Like, that watching yeah. the whole thing was so, like, like damn, yeah. Like, that was crazy when Tebow was just everywhere. Like, uh, my happy hour zero, shifting gears, is the people they don't put their shopping cart back when they're done at the grocery store. Oh, that's a good one. And they, like, leave it in the spot. Fun. And then, they, like, you're like, okay, well, I'll just move. Like, I'll go to a different spot. But that's so irritating. Just put, put your car or 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 better yet, pull it up on the curb, like at a minimum. But just put it back. Just put it back. Like, come on, it's not hard. It's ridiculous that happened to me at the grocery store. So irritating. Yeah. Anyways, Kyle. Uh, my happy hour hero is uh 
University of Alabama. Uh-oh. In just the best display of pettiness in the world. Alabama just had a Whataburger installed on campus. Oh, and they wouldn't let Whataburger, whose normal colors is like orange and white, they wouldn't let oh. orange because it could get mixed up with uh, Tennessee or Auburn. So wow. it's just Ooh. white Whataburger. No orange the lab. Wow. That's, That's crazy. Awesome. Next like, level. Uh, sorry, dude. That'll work here. Yeah. That's crazy for Alabama. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> That's just one I was like, I nodded my head. I gave him a little tip of the cap and was like, that's pretty That's all time. Yeah. That's my happy hour zero is my first one is uh, all other Amazon reviews because I have stumbled across an absolute gold mine of a review on Amazon. Oh, (laughs) yeah. It is. You did. I have been, obviously, as I moved to a new apartment, I've been looking for a couch. And this review on Amazon for this couch. I've read it about a hundred times and I've laughed every single time I read it from CF Ellington 4.2 stars. Pretty gosh, darned happy with this purchase. He says delivered in two boxes. I thought to myself, there's no way in hell. That's the whole couch. Sure enough. It was incredibly easy to assemble despite my disability brought on by alcoholism. Parentheses. Mostly unsteady extremities due to daily alcohol withdrawal in the form of jitters in said extremities. Close parentheses. Will be very easy to disassemble when slash if I move. Quite sturdy. Not that I'm especially heavy. Dot, dot, dot. Parentheses. A skinny fat 170. Close parentheses. But that's because I don't necessarily eat dinner. But rather, I drink it. That's it. This couch actually feels like a quality couch. In terms of comfort, you should know it is about an 8 out of 10 on the firm side, which is not a qualifier for uncomfortable. Honest to God, I am sitting on it right now with my Corona Extra dinner after having (laughs) put it together about two hours ago, and I do like it. Hell, I like them on the firm every now and then, and again anyway. I don't get firm these days due to the frequent <laughs> I I once did due to the, on the account of the drinking my dinners and expected byproducts of doing so at least now I have a nice couch to drink my dinners on oh and you think we're done now we're not <laughs> in regards to looks it is as advertised I'm very pleased it does look nice Considering I'm a solid four out of ten, I feel like I'm almost out of my league here. If you were concerned with the accuracy of dimensions, I measured it at 77 inches. While it was advertised at 78, I believe, but come on, we've all exaggerated a couple inches. Am I right? <laughs> it's a great couch for the you, man. I would recommend. Shout out. Pilot. Absolutely incredible. Kyle, it sounds like the perfect couch for you. Did you have to get it? I was just like, this is the greatest review I've ever read. That, that is incredible. Is unbelievable. Uh, because I don't necessarily eat dinner, rather I drink it. Drink it. And then continue sitting here with my Corona extra dinner. <laughs> this man is a king. I, If anyone knows this guy, please get him in touch with us. I want him on the podcast and I need to see him sitting on the couch having a dinner. Uh, yes, we will have a dinner with him. <laughs> and my second happy hour zero. Oh my gosh. Is met. Just because people are perverts. Oh no. Picture of Mrs. Met posted sitting with Mr. Met and people were zooming into her rear when she was sitting oh. on the. And here were some of the quotes I took from it. Oh geez. Oh. Said, Mrs. Met be thicker than a bowl of oatmeal. And another one was the Shaq meme that said, I'm sorry, I wasn't quite familiar with your game. Among others. Oh, dude. So, just people. Fucking internet. That's just weird. Such sick fucks. 
Yeah, I don't... It's a baseball. <laughs> what are we doing? What are we doing? It's a mascot. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> for a baseball husband. I mean, come on. What are we doing? Yeah, let them be. They're just... <laughs> They're just baseballs. That's ridiculous. God, we live in such a weird time. We do. Like, well, okay. I'm going to go off my happy hour zero first because that kind of leads in well. People just on the internet just not having a good one. My happy hour zero is Trayvon Diggs. He was who found out the hard way that your Twitter likes are public. Are public. That is public information. They are um, public. I don't want to get into too many details. I will. <laughs> Oh, okay. In the nicest way possible, the caption for this lovely lady's post was just, like if you would suck it. I could see how, I guess a man could be, you know, with dyslexia could possibly misread that until you see the picture with the nice lovely lady standing topless in front of a window. With a rubber phallic shaped object. Well done. Well done. To her body. Well done. This is well done. In red was circled what she was pointing at. Masterclass, ladies and gentlemen. That's yeah, she, she did circle it, made it very clear she was not made referring not to any other things. To any other things in that picture. She wanted and... to, you knew that if you liked it, that you, if you liked it, you would suck it. Yes. Yeah, and and Trayvon Diggs, um, he liked it. Like and the best, <laughs> the best, the best take on it I saw was from a PFT commenter. I wish I had thought of this. Well, if you watch his all, tw- if you watch his film, he's been known to bite on a fake. Well done. A good one. I would go. Well uh, done. You know. The, the game recognized game. Yeah. Do <laughs> um, My happy hour hero finally got a bit of a palate cleanser after that. Kansas State. Kansas Yeah. Oh. Okay. <laughs> okay. Rubber. Okay. I want to go with something positive to close it out. There we um, go. Kansas State men's basketball coach Jerome Tang is my happy hour hero. Great coach. Obviously, they had that incredible run. Um, in the tournament just back in the spring, uh, he had a press conference. He was talking about he gives his number out to all the K State students, his actual cell phone number, and is just like, hey, if you need anything, you can text me. And he was discussing it, and the reporter asked him, had anyone taken him up on it? And yeah, he helped a kid who ran out of gas the other day. And he said, it's actually, I've gotten a lot out of it too. People have texted me, like, hey, this is my student organization. We're having this event. If you could stop by, it'd be awesome. So he's like, I've been going to these events. It's been great to connect with the students. Just, just great basketball coach, even better person. Jerome Tang, happy hour hero this week. I like it. It's wild. That is a great way to end it. Finally, we've actually had like some wholesome content on this. Yeah. Podcast. I was waiting for that to take a sick turn. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah, Luke no, was, I'm, I'm, I was like, oh, I was like, oh no, where is this going to end? Yeah. No, just, Solid dude. Love that. Yeah. yeah. Good guy. Good guy running a good program. You know, they're easy, they're easy to root for. Oh, yeah. Shout out Jerome Tang. Shout um, out. Also uh, the best. The best uniforms in college basketball. Right now. With, like, the light purple. Light purple is sweet. I don't know. UNC, the I Carolina Blue over the purple. If Kansas State had a black uniform, Luke would just be all over it. I would. They do. They do. They do. Kansas State's yeah. best jerseys in college basketball. That was easy. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that was easy. Win him over. He's a neon black. Neon are all black. I'm good to go. Yeah. Except, black. I guess this is the time to just mention how if the Gators go back to the Gator skin, we have to talk about disavowing. Never. Yeah, well. No, no, not the Gators. Just whoever's doing the uniform selections. Nike. They. You know, he, Nike would be on the hot seat. Nike would be on the hot seat. Because, but, you know, all the same thing in the end. Yep. He did a great job with 
with this black one. Um, <laughs> anyways, it's another episode. Thanks for yeah. stopping by. Yeah, thank you to all all of those who did not just turn it off immediately about halfway through the happy hour heroes. <laughs> or one. All right. Uh, we'll see you next week. Billboard, baby, do a leap and make them dance when it come on. Everybody looking for a dance, throw the run on. If you